Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards. And Digital Trend says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com. And discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Rusty Quill presents... Hey everyone, three quick things before we get started today. One, Patreon. If you love Ostium and would like to support us, please consider becoming a patron for as little as $2 a month where you'll receive your very own door number and short story. Plus, bonus mini-episodes, outtakes, and lots of other goodies. Everything we get from our Patreon pays for the show and allows me to pay my actors, and I'd love to be able to pay them more. Plus, if we hit our first goal of $500, you'll get Season 4 of Ostium a whole month earlier. 2. Radio Public Radio Public is a free podcast app that pays creators for every episode that is listened to. They've also added a tip option where you can make a one-time donation and support a show for any amount up to $100. So if you haven't already, please consider using Radio Public to listen to your podcast, as you'll be supporting creators. And 3. Tweaked Audio If you're looking to get a new set of headphones, then have a look at tweakedaudio.com. And at checkout, enter the promo code OSTIUM, and you'll get 33% off your order. So that's tweakedaudio.com, promo code OSTIUM. Okay, time to start the episode. Cue the theme song.
I said, who the fuck are you then? Oi, I'm fucking talking to you, mate. Hello, Dave. How are you doing, Dave? Is... is that you? Oh my god, Jake, is it really you? Yep, in the flesh. Holy bloody fucking shit, I can't believe it's really... How the fuck have you been? Uh, well, I guess I'd say I've been better. A lot better. No fucking kidding. How the bloody hell did you end up here? In bloody Roanoke of all places. Uh, I don't really know. Honestly, a lot of crazy shit has been happening in the last 24 hours. Or years. What? It's a long story. I know what you mean, mate. My last day and a bit have been very much not kosher. I I don't really know what the fuck's been happening to me exactly, but it's been bloody awful. And it's also a long story. Did um did the blackness get you too? Oh, oh god, yes. And then then some very fucking strange things started happening to me. It was like it was like having a really messed up dream on ecstasy. At least, that's what I imagine it would be like, if I ever did something like that. Right. I hear you. But there was plenty of weird shit before the whole showdown between you and Monica, and the blackness getting us. You were there? Bloody right I was. Standing behind all of you watching the show. It was very fucking mental seeing you standing there, and another you on Monica's shoulder. But as I already mentioned, it felt like my mind wasn't doing what it was supposed to do at that point. So I wasn't sure what I was actually seeing, or what I thought I was seeing with my very own eyes. Did... did you want to talk about it? You know, I've never really considered myself the chatty type. But in this case, I'd love to have a right old chin wag about it all. Did... did you say a chin wag? Yes. <laughs> okay, then. Look, if you need me to translate anything into American for you, don't be afraid to ask, alright? <laughs> Okay, uh, it sounds good, Dave. And uh, if you have any problems understanding my Yankee slang, be sure to let me know, okay? Deal. So, how about a cuppa, then? A uh, cuppa... Oh, wait, I know that one. A cup of tea? Correct, my son. 100 pounds to Mr. Jake Fisher, please. Do they uh, have tea here in Roanoke, in this house? I... I haven't a bloody clue. But there's only one way to find out. Hmm, I suppose it tastes like tea. Are you sure it's tea? I'm not perfectly sure what it is, actually. It tastes a little bit like tea. A little bit like dirt some ungodly mixture of herbs and spices. Not bad, though. These uh, clay mugs are interesting, too. Not up to your 16th century Starbucks quality? <laughs> no, this is uh, some fine craftsmanship. I'm going to see if I could bring this grey, badly crafted drinking vessel back with me to Ostium. If we ever make it back. <laughs> right. So... There's our cue to start talking about what the hell happened to us in the last 24 hours before we start getting too down in the dumps. Wait a second, mate. I need to ask you something first. 
Did you light this lamp here on the table in front of us? Um, no, I didn't. And I don't suppose you lit the fire outside either, then? Hmm, that's another negative. All right, then. We're just going to move right along and forget about those two scary details. Would you like to begin with your harrowing tale, or should I go first? Uh, why don't you do the honors? Beauty before age, then. What? Nothing. So, you received that last email I sent you, right? Uh, yeah, the one where you said that you were in a different ostium? Right, exactly. And I did get a chance to hear your recording with the email you said you sent me. By the way, I never actually received that email. Just got to hear it through your ostium recording. I suppose that means my ostium was already as rotten as last night's fish and chips you decided to pull out of the bin. <laughs> okay, sure. Anyway, I was already planning on carrying out the very advice you were so generous to impart to me and your listeners. Well, at least to some extent. I decided I was going to take a gander behind the door with the big number two on it. But... Wait, that would lead you to here, Roanoke. Is that how you got here? Yes, Jake. My harrowing tale of suffering and angst is me deciding to go through door number two and arriving here just a few minutes ago and telling you to stick him up. What a story, eh? Sorry, Dave. Um, please continue with your story. Cheers. But wait, wait. Hold on a bloody second, mate. What about the blackness? What about the blackness? You know, that impending darkness that likes to swallow us up and do terrible things to us? Aren't we at risk of its inevitable arrival at any moment? Huh? Oh, no, no. I've got it under control. What exactly does that mean? Well, I've been able to hold the blackness back for some time now. Yes, I know. You said so in the recordings. But that was only for a certain amount of time. Eventually, it arrived without fail. Every single time. Well, something's changed since I've come through all this. Or what? Being consumed by the darkness. Having it take over me and what it's done to me and coming out the other side alive. I can control it better now. Really? Yeah, I just feel way stronger now. When I recognized where I was, I just immediately engaged it. Engaged it? Like Captain Picard? <laughs> uh, exactly. And I can feel it's, like, almost gone now. Just the barest blip on the horizon. Far, far away. And it's not coming any closer anytime soon. So you don't need to worry about it at all. Wow. Just Wow. It's fucking incredible. I can't wait to hear what your trip down the rabbit hole was like. <laughs> yeah, it was a trip, all right. But let's continue with your story. Right. So, I've got me some food together. I even tried one of your oh-so-wonderful peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Sorry, mate. It was bloody awful. I couldn't stand it. So I just made myself some jam sandwiches instead. <laughs> For the record, that statement is anathema. And... If I was a cardinal or a bishop or a fucking pope, you'd be excommunicated. Right, understood. Well, skipping along then. With some nosh, I made my merry way through door number two and found myself in the desert. Well, it wasn't actually the desert, just bloody hot. 
Far away I could see this rock wall with human-made formations. They looked like rows on the outside of the formation with these tree trunks that looked like ladders. Yes, yes, you were in the, the land of the ancient ones, or the Anasazi. Okay, yeah. I think I remember hearing about that in one of your recordings. Yeah, you certainly did. Sure. And then I saw two people very high up on the top level, I think. Or maybe one below. I thought they were you two. Yes, it, it was us. We were heading into a cave to try to find a way out. I saw that. You two disappeared. I thought about climbing up there and trying to find out if it was you two, but I didn't really want to take the risk. It was precarious, and I'll be honest, I was scared shitless at the thought of it. So I decided I wasn't going to go that way, and that's when, completely out of the blue it seemed, there was this door near me. I swear it hadn't been there before, but then it was just there. Appearing like magic? Yeah, I, I don't know, it was bloody weird. But it was a way out, and I hoped it would take me back to Ostium. Hopefully your Ostium. Because that was your plan, to find us? Exactly. Of course. What else could I bloody do? Indeed. So I stepped through, and I was back in Ostium. In your Ostium, as I found out. After looking through all your very personal belongings, you know, like your underpants. Nah, only kidding, mate. Might have been a little childish there. You could have at least laughed. Nothing? Okay. Suit yourself. Anyway, I was able to recognize it was your Ostium with all your stuff. When you do your recordings, Jake, you're very thorough with the details. No stone left unturned. Know what I mean? I sure do. I like to think it's one of the parameters that leads to so many consistent downloads per episode. Well, look who's getting a bit cocky. Guess it's time to burst your big ego bubble then. That X-Files reference you made in that mini-episode on your little joyride back to Ostium. You talked about Scully and that boat and all that stuff about the fraying rope. Oh yeah, I remember that. It's what happened in the episode. I was having a moment. What's wrong with that? Nothing, mate. Except the part where you said it was from the episode Memento Mori during the fourth series. Series? Okay, fine. Season four. Well, it wasn't bloody Memento Mori. It wasn't? No, mate. The scene you're referring to, which you did accurately describe, is from season two in the episode One Breath. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, so you might want to hold back on leading your ego parade down Buckingham Palace Road. Can, uh, can we get back to your story now? In a minute. Okay, now we can. Where was I? Oh yeah, I knew it was your pad, your ostium, because you had all your stuff there, like you described in earlier recordings. So I had something to eat, I think, and then had to have a wee. Right after that, when I started feeling strange, I was washing my hands as any gentleman does after using the facilities, and started to feel wonky. Wonky? Yeah, wonky. It's a word. Go bloody check the dictionary. Something was wrong. I wasn't feeling right. Started having a bit of a headache. I was feeling dizzy. Things were starting to get blurry. Everything was sort of shaking. This was the first time I had this feeling of not really being in control of my body. It was like a dream, sort of. Describe it to me. Well, it was like I was in my body and not in it at the same time. No, that's not right. I was definitely in my body, but not fully in control. Almost like... like wearing a spacesuit. Only someone else is controlling what you're doing in the spacesuit. 
Okay, got it. You know, that's quite poetic, actually. Oh, fuck off. I don't know who or what was making me do this, but the important lesson to understand from this is that I couldn't really help it. It was beyond my control. And that's when I opened the hidden panel in the wall behind the sink. What? Yeah, bloody shocking, I know. Apparently there's a hidden panel low down to the floor behind the sink. One of the wall tiles. Though you'd have to do it exactly right, you know. Can't draw any shape on it. Any shape? Right. (laughs) I got it wrong the first time. Bloody thing zapped a million volts and shot me across the room like a cork from a champagne bottle. A million volts? Well, probably not that many. Since I'd have been six feet under if that were the case. But it was a right old wallop. Bloody hurt, too. And then that new voice in my head. You know, the one I didn't give any permission whatsoever to come in and control me. Suppose that definitely means it's not a vampire, then. It told me to draw an O, which I did, and out popped the wall tile, like it was a perfectly natural thing. Behind it was a space with a gun in it. A gun? What kind of gun? A gun like I'd never seen before. A gun that looked like this. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. It looks futuristic. Like something out of Star Trek? Fuck no. Those were phasers, not gun-shaped at all. Good. I was just checking. So more Star Wars then? (sighs) Yeah, okay, I'll allow it. Why, thank you kindly, sir. And that was when I heard the bloke at the door. It was one of them soldiers. Came out of nowhere knocking on the door. Did you answer it? No, I bloody didn't answer it. I was fucking terrified. But I remember what had happened the first time them soldiers had showed up and you two just waited for them to leave. So I did the same thing. I waited for him to go away and then I stupidly followed him. Why? You know, I've asked myself that question a lot of times. If I hadn't, things would have probably happened very differently to what they did. I think it was because I wanted to know where he came from or where he was going. I was worried about you two suddenly showing up and how dangerous he might be. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate that. Don't thank me too soon. Once he was far enough away, I left the clock tower, tiptoeing quietly behind him. He didn't really seem to know where he was going. That was when I started feeling really shitty. I suddenly had a bloody terrible headache. I felt really dizzy. I couldn't see that well. And then I think I fell on the ground. I'm not sure. And from then on, things are really spotty. I can barely remember anything. Just little bits here and there. But I know I didn't give the bloke much of a chance to defend himself. I can't remember if I talked to him or even said anything to him. I know I shot him with the gun. And it killed him. I know I threw him over my shoulder and I went through the door. And put him in a seat at the front row of a cinema. The casino building. Avalon. Catalina. The body we found. Yeah. 
He wasn't the only one. Private Tanaka? On the spaceship? Yeah, it sounds right. As much as I hate to admit it. Talk about a fucking dark period in your life. I thought I had enough horrible shit in my life to last... Well, to last a lifetime, but... Apparently I wasn't done. Not even close. I had some people I needed to kill first. I'm sorry, Dave. I know it's not really any consolation, but these people, these soldiers Monica sent through the door, were kind of doomed anyway. No, it doesn't really help. There was that guy in the snowy place. Bloody freezing it was there. Anjakuni. What? Anjakuni. That's what it's called. Where you were. We were there, too. We found that body, too. Bloody great. I think there was also a bloke on a... What's it called? Um, Easter Island. Really? Yeah. Pretty sure it was there. I remember the big stone statues before I found him. I never saw a body there. Not that that means anything. What about the beach house? What beach house? It was a beach house in Fort Bragg I stayed at, from my past. I did a recording about it. Sorry, I'm not ringing any bells. Must have been after I lost full internet access. Before it became wonky? Now you're getting it. So what happened at this beach house? Well, we found bodies inside. Lots of them. They'd been horrifically slaughtered. Decapitated, disemboweled, torn to pieces. It was... It was fucking terrible. Some... Something I just never want to see again. Like something out of a Saw movie. Only very fucking real. No. No. I never went to any sort of beach house. And I never saw anything like that. Let alone... It's only ever been the gun. One clean shot and it's all over. And that's it. Okay, Dave. I believe you, man. And that's some very important information you've given me. Thank you. You're welcome, I think. And that's about it for me. Last thing I remember, I was on that space station or spaceship, whatever the fuck it was, looking around. And that's when I found you and Monica. And that's when the blackness took us. Do you remember what happened after that? Yes, better actually than the earlier stuff. I remember everything feeling dark and bleak and cold. And it was all pushing down on me, crushing me to a pulp, to a little speck of nothingness. And then it just let go, just went away. I was in a dark place with strange lights. It made me think of the Lord of the Rings films, when Frodo puts the ring on and sees the weird smoky world with the soft lights and the bloody terrifying Nazgul. Ashnag Vrakatulich Ag Brusum Ishi Krimpatul one ring to bring them all, and into the darkness bind them. Okay, that's fucking scary, that is. I've met some serious bloody nerds in my life, but you... you outright scare me. Please don't say that again. Sorry, I was just trying to lighten the mood. Didn't help. So I was in this scary place, and it took me a bit to realize it was Ostium, only different very fucking different through this weird filter but 
I sort of accepted it, dealt with it the best I could, and started walking around. In a little bit, I heard a sound. Someone else walking. Or maybe something. I followed it. I tried to find it. And eventually I did. It was a hunched-over figure, slowly walking away. I think it was female, from the shape of the body, but I can't be sure. It looked a bit like the witch in Snow White, the crone, from behind. Her, or it, eventually heard me and stopped, and slowly turned around. It seemed to be looking at me. Then it started to pull back its hood to reveal its face. I couldn't take it anymore. I didn't want to see. I legged it, fucking ran as fast as I could until I found the door that let me out. It took me to here, Roanoke, and that's when I found you. That's interesting. Very interesting. That's it? That's all you have to say? Yes, it... it makes me wonder. What? What the fuck are you on about? Could you talk some fucking sense for just a second, please? That was heart-wrenching, telling you all that. And all you could say is that it's bloody interesting? I'm really sorry, Dave. I was I was thinking. Your stories had a profound effect on me, and I'm thinking about a lot of stuff right now. Stuff I'm still unpacking. Pieces I'm putting together. Okay, then. That's all I needed. So, what's your side of the story, then? Let me think a little about how to put it together so I can tell it to you so it makes at least a little bit of sense. It's hard to put it into words, just what happened to me. The fact that you remember as much as you did is impressive. I feel like the experiences I've had in the last hour, day, eon, they're all just little shreds of paper with words and pictures in them, and they've been dumped on the floor in this big messy pile of confusion. Cheers. That image alone is making my head hurt. More tea? I'm okay for now, thanks. It wasn't crushing me like it was for you, I fell. Forever, it felt like. And it was incredibly cold and black. I think it was falling through the blackness, but not the blackness we found on the other side of the ostium doors. The blackness on the other side of the gate in the untethered ostium. I'm pretty sure it's all the same blackness, but I wasn't on anything solid, just continuously falling. And then I landed and survived somehow. I was in a dark room, but it didn't take me too long to recognize myself, or at least recognize the door I could see in front of me. It was the door with the infinity symbol on it, the door that took me to the place where I worked and those clones with the terrible news. I never want to go back there, so I knew for sure I wouldn't be going through that door. Little did I know, I remembered when Monica and I had been in that same space before. We'd come through an opening in the ceiling, so that's where I went. Took a number of tries, but I managed to get through it and out into the blackness all around. 
I stood on the roof of that room and looked around me, and it was like standing on top of Everest and being able to see all around you, except everything was black. And then I watched something truly unique, some sort of battle, between a bluish light and the blackness. I don't exactly know what was going on, but there was definitely something. How could you tell exactly? I don't really know. It was a sense I got. The vehemence with which the two colors came at each other. That's what it made me think of. Things started getting pretty crazy and bright. I knew it was starting to get dangerous, and I dropped back into the room, having no real alternative. Right. You couldn't exactly jump off the edge, could you? I did think about it for half a second. I could have done exactly that and taken my chances. Maybe I would have landed on something else, or maybe I would have fallen forever. Or maybe that great light show in the sky would have got me and just made me not be anymore. I just didn't know. So I went with the sure thing. And then you went through that door with the infinity symbol on it. You are correct, sir. Even though I told myself I wasn't going to, that I wasn't going to take the risk of going back to that place. Once again, it was my only option. And there was a chance it would be different this time. Perhaps. It was an uncertainty, an unknown. And the only way to confirm one way or the other was to go through the door. So I did, and arrived here. In Roanoke? Yes, but not just Roanoke. Exactly in this specific spot, facing the wall. Really? Do... do you know why? You know, for once in this crazy place called Ostium, I could say I do. Which is? Because I knew this is where I needed to be. To find you. To find me? Yes, we needed to meet up. On the other side of the doors of Ostium, through the blackness. The only way it would work is if I anticipated what was happening to you and cut you off at the pass, so to speak. Cut me off with a what? <laughs> it's an expression. I had to predict where you'd be and be there before you so we would meet. And you did. You knew I'd be here, so you made yourself materialize right here at this specific moment so I'd find you. Correctamundo. I don't know if I fucking believe you, mate. That's okay, Dave. You don't need to. What I went through, going through the blackness, coming out the other side by my own hand, or really my own thought and mind in this case, it changed me. It made me understand more about Ostium than I've ever known. It made me comprehend. You know, it sounds like something a cult leader might say. But I think I'm with you there. It certainly makes me feel better. So, we've told our stories and drunk enough tea that I'm going to have to hunt down what the 16th century equivalent of a loo is here. And I have a feeling it's a tree. What's next for us? It's time. Time to take on the blackness once and for all. Time to stop it and to get us the fuck out of this place and back to the world we know. The Ostium we know. Do... Do you know how to do that? Before? No. I had no clue. Now? I do. We have to go back to that beach house. 
or shit took a turn for the very dark. Okay, and how do we get there exactly? Oh, don't worry. I know exactly how to get us there. This episode was written and produced by Alex C. Talander. The voice of Jake is performed by Chris Fletcher. The voice of Dave is performed by Alex C. Talander. The music was composed by Chris Fletcher. Drumming for the theme song was performed by my brother, Dan Talander, at the Baker Moon Studios in Berlin. If you enjoyed it, you can hear more of Dan's drumming with the band Modern Earl. Any sound effects used are courtesy of the amazing people at freesound.org. Tweet Audio is helping us out this season. And if you're looking to get a new pair of headphones or upgrade the ones you've got, they have a whole range of cool models on their website at tweakedaudio.com. If you find something you like, be sure to enter the offer code OSTIUM and get 33% off your order, plus a free backpack. So that's tweakedaudio.com, offer code OSTIUM. For a transcript of this episode and lots of other info on everything OSTIUM, check out ostiumpodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just search for Osteam Podcast. We also have a store on TeePublic. If you enjoy the show and would like to support us, please consider joining our Patreon, where you can get some neat rewards and support a good show. You can also leave Osteam a review on iTunes, and be sure to let us know and we'll send you a free sticker as a token of our appreciation. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And see you in two weeks. Bye.